I've been speaking with a lot of women in the class that I'm giving and they're explaining how they're doing a really great job because they finally have schedules and they're adhering to them and checking in on them and checking on each other. So it's really wonderful. But there are some women that definitely DM me and that I've talked to in um, my consultations that are struggling with sadness, anxiety, depression, and it's just a lack of a will to do things in Ramadan because their emotions are taking over. And right now, because there's so many issues happening in the world, we are all going through a lot and if we allow our thoughts and feelings to get the best of us we could easily slip into a deep and dark place even within Ramadan but what can we do about it what can we do to get out of that because we're kind of creating a barrier between ourselves and happiness today in this podcast we're going to talk about exactly how we can break out of that get back your motivation and get closer to less panotara <laughs> Hello, Assalamualaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. And we are definitely in our Ramadan edition. So excited to get uh, close to all you guys and talk to you about how we can kind of feel better, even if our emotions are getting the best of us. I know we all want to kind of do better, strive, you know, achieve happiness this Ramadan, but sometimes, sometimes our feelings get in the way. And actually, I just put up an IG post on this as well. Well, no worries. Today, we're going to help you figure out what we can do. But before we do, I want to give a shout out to the amazing Muslim companies that are helping me do my giveaway number three on my Ramadan Facebook group, which by the way, has some ridiculously amazing women so shout out to all the women on the Ramadan Facebook group because you guys are doing such a great job of uplifting one another being inspirational and just kind of like creating a huge uh, community all around this time of COVID and isolation where we normally would be alone but you guys are finding each other online and supporting one another love it love it so I just want to give a shout out to those Muslim companies that are doing giveaways within my Facebook group I wanted to say thank you so much to Faith Books to Mini Mindful Muslims and to With a Spin they're doing an amazing job at just offering great gifts for these women that will inspire them to keep going and um, connecting on the different challenges that I set out each week. This week they're picking one ayat of Quran and they're uh, sharing their favorite one, their most inspirational one and they're reflecting on it and I actually it's just so nice to hear the touching stories that even go along with them. So ladies and uh, thank you so much for being part of this community. Thank you to all of you listeners and this uh, Ramadan we actually have a lot of new listeners. So if I haven't welcomed you already. Thank you so much for being with us. Welcome to the Mindful Muslim family and we're so glad to have you with us this Ramadan. If you don't already know me, I'm your host Mindful Muslim. I'm a licensed educator of 20 years. I'm a mom of five and kind of like a big sister to the community. Um, even outside of Ramadan, we cover topics on relationships, love, parenting, um, homeschooling, life hacks and scheduling and how to be more... Um, motivated and efficient and successful in our life as modern uh, Muslimas. So thank you so much for being with us in the program. Okay, so we're going to dive right into what we are going to tackle today, which is strong emotions. I know, especially with COVID and the isolation and so many economic issues and, and family being close and close and close, we're kind of all tight in one house um, or one apartment nowadays. So it can get really emotional. And sometimes also because we're not busy, it's forcing us to take a look at ourselves. And we're noticing things maybe we had pushed away or been too busy to deal with and now they're getting the best of us and some of us are handling it better than others so today's like if 
you do get into a darker place, a deeper place where you're experiencing some sadness and anxiety, some tips on exactly how to handle that. So let's start right off with number one. Number one is part of kind of why I made the this podcast, mindfulness, being mindful. And that's why I called it Mindful Muslima Speaks, right? So being mindful means being conscious or aware. And so the number one thing we have to do when we're having these strong emotions is to be conscious of our worry and despair and to not ignore how important it is to snap ourselves out of it. We can't just be like dismiss it as, oh, I have these emotions, you know, this is the way it is. No, we can definitely snap ourselves out. So just being really aware of what we're feeling and aware of the fact that we know we can't stay in that state too long because the longer we do, the harder it is to pull ourselves out. So tip number one is to consciously be aware of your feelings. If that means you have to just literally pay attention to the words you're saying, or you need to journal, or you need to pay attention how you're interacting with people in the house. Um, are you feeling angry? Are you feeling sad? Are you feeling rage? Like whatever, whatever it is, um, just taking a note on that. And number and that that without doing that you can't get to any other steps that's why i have to mention that one first even though i know it's kind of obvious number two be aware that when we have this extreme feeling this extreme sadness this extreme anxiety um honestly it comes from a place of not really trusting allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now how can i say that well those who know allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know have a real relationship with him they know he's al-adl he's al-adl he's the most just he only wishes well for his creation and he never, never harms it intentionally or in any way that it doesn't deserve. And even what might appear to the human eye as the average person seeing it as some type of, um, you know, just extreme grief or like, why would I have to go through this? Something that seems like it would be harmful is actually um, usually full of extreme benefit, but we just might not be able to see it at the time because we don't have the full picture. We don't have the 360 view that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has and we can't see what's coming next. But alhamdulillah, Allah kareem, he knows exactly what he's doing and how it can benefit us. So number one is being aware and number two is is uh, being conscious, excuse me, and number two is being aware that that feeling we're having Having, it's a negative feeling and it comes from a place of a lack of trust, which means we have to work to build that trust in order to help us pull ourselves out of these emotions. All right, let's talk about number three. A lot of what I'm bringing today is not like uh, my normal type of tips. There are a lot of awareness. And I think the, the beautiful thing right now with the time that we have in COVID is um, as much as we don't want to be in isolation, um, isolation brings a lot of awareness. And you know, it's funny, I was putting something up on my Instagram story uh, last night about Fahd uh, um, al he, he This one brother, he puts out Ramadan series every year and they're always like beautiful reflections at the Quran and things like that. And so I was watching Watching a small clip and I shared it on my Instagram story about what he was saying about the prophet and he said the prophet peace be upon him loved to be in isolation and it was in being in isolation that he was revealed the Quran in the cave of Hira and it was in isolation that he had some of his deepest um, you know moments of self-reflection and it was in that that he was able to help heal the world and so what I want to say is sometimes things um, the truth is painful and there's certain things we have to face that they're painful but sometimes they're the best thing for us and the prophet peace be upon him used to tell us and I'm just reminding us of this that sometimes you will dislike a thing that is in it is much good and sometimes you'll like something that in as much harm so it's like and I'm paraphrasing obviously but you know so 
we might dislike this experience we're having, but I just wanted to say that the prophet, peace be upon him, the same experience that we're complaining about maybe um, with this isolation is the thing that he loved. And he loved that time, that quiet time. And he wanted to face himself and he wanted to face Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so maybe we should reconsider our, our perspective on this time. Okay, so number three was, um, okay, so let's just review number number one, the, con- the being conscious of our emotions constantly. Let's not just, you know, dismiss them. Number two, being aware that when we're having this deep sadness or anxiety, it comes from a place of mistrust or a lack of trust of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We can say we trust Allah with our tongue all we want, but our actions and our reactions really tell the tale. They tell the truth. And so we have to work on building trust. Now, to build trust with someone, how would you build trust with a person in a relationship? You would have to get closer to them, right? You would have to know them better. You'd have to spend more time with them. So what do you think we need to do with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? It's kind of that simple, but we keep avoiding. Maybe we're playing with our phone all day. Maybe we're just like having conversations. Maybe we're sleeping too much. Whatever it is that we're doing, maybe we're still avoiding Allah more than we think we are. Or maybe we're just feeling so bad that we're not running to prayer. Maybe we're still being late in in salah. Or even when we're praying, we're not having complete focus and hoshua. So I just want to say that building trust in relationships it requires us to spend time. So let's think about how we can spend more time with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Ramadan. Just because we're in our house and we're forced to fast doesn't mean we're spending time. And so the last thing um, I want to say on this where I'll start to have even more of a the solution portion of it in a sense is that we have to also be aware that if we stay in this state too long, um, it's really, really going to cause us a lot of long-term harm. So we, we number three is that we have to be aware of the uh, intense need to snap ourselves out of it because if we don't, our hearts could get sick. I was actually giving a class the other day with my students in my Ramadan recharge experience course, and we were talking about the different types of hearts, the dead heart, the sick heart, and the healthy heart. And the sick heart gets sick when it's it, it, it's exposed to things or it, for many, many different reasons, to be honest, you can get sick or committing sins or or whatever and and at the end of the day the longer we stay in a state where we're not trusting Allah our thoughts are negative or we're not really trying to spend um, time with him by doing uh, our dua or doing our salah it's going to make our heart sicker and sicker and sicker so we really really need to switch things up and snap ourselves out how can we snap ourselves out how can we get ourselves to wiggle out of these emotions and into a more positive place well i'm going to tell you right now some very specific suggestions but before i do i want to tell you i do have past podcasts about dealing with strong emotions if you have some serious history and relationships with people and things that are just getting you down that you cannot get over something in your past that you're just like oh it's just dragging me down and ruining my life I also have a podcast on how to rewrite your past. If you scroll back, guys, I know maybe if you're a new listener, if you scroll back through a lot of my podcasts, you'll see a lot of them have to deal with um, emotion and relationships and relationships with yourself and um, a lot of this deep healing that needs to happen in little snippets and stuff like that. So I do suggest if you scroll back and after this one, you check out some other podcasts I have on those things, you'll find even more um, beneficial information as well. So for today, what can we do to kind of snap ourselves out and rumble button? Well, one thing I always suggest to people, which is a huge shift and it helps a lot is to change your routine. If you've been having the same feelings and you've been experiencing the same kind of thing and you can't snap yourself out of it, you need to change the way you go about your day. Now with COVID, of course, we're restricted to where we can go, but it doesn't mean that within the time that we have, we can't do things. So for example, if you have a particular morning routine, try to do things differently. If you usually read Quran in one part of the day, read in a different part of the day. If you don't read Quran at all, then please do insert that in part of your day. Um, if you're usually sleeping at this time, 
time, try sleeping at a different time. I'm just saying, try to switch things up. If you're generally spending time in this part of the house, go to a different part of the house. Changing things can can do so much. And especially, I'll be honest, for me, what really, really lightens my mood is going outside. Now, I know we can't do this whole interaction with people thing, but there is no barrier between us and nature. Nature has such immense healing. One thing I really, really love about my house is in the backyard. And by the way, we only moved here maybe not even six months. As soon as I open the back door or the window, there are so many birds. I told my husband, oh my gosh, if I just feel anything negative, I just go outside and I sit like on our, like our outdoor couches and I just take my book and I sit there and I maybe a cup of tea. Well, it's Ramadan, so I'm not doing tea, but um, I listen to the birds and they're just so beautiful. And sometimes that alone, I'm just breathing in the fresh air and I see the sunshine and I hear the birds and it just does wonders for my heart. So switching up your space, switching up your routine. Number two, um, expose yourself to more positive people. Sometimes we don't realize, but we're on a lot of negative people. Let's pretend we're in our house and our family is not that practicing and they're constantly like complaining or we hear the same routine. It's almost like a tape you can play of the conversations between us at dinner, the conversations that we have every morning, who touched my stuff, who didn't touch my stuff. Oh, why are you always like this? I don't know why are you like this, you know? So we have to kind of say, well, if this is a negative thing that I'm around all the time, and I'm not saying that all of us have these experiences with our family. I'm just giving a suggestion. If you don't, are, don't have positive people to be around, or you are having issues with people within your house, look for positive experiences online. Obviously, you're more than welcome to join our Ramadan Recharge Group because we're doing a lot of just um, support of one another in this time and really positivity. And women post all the time, hey guys, I'm struggling with this. Could you help me out with that? And then it's so amazing to see women just flood and just start with the comments and just, hey sis, why don't you try this? This works for me and it's really, really lovely. But if not if not our group, then there's so many events online right now because everything has kind of drifted and gravitated to online. You can go and, and just get so many free events. I really encourage you to find some community outside of yourself of people to really just make you passionate about something other than your emotions that you're focusing on every day and then you're allowing to drag you down you have to get out of your schedule and you have to kind of get out of your own head and your own environment and possibly expose yourself to some more positive people um the other suggestion i'll give is this is the suggestion that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to the prophet peace be upon him when he used to feel sad and I love this one. When he revealed to him Surah Al-Duha and he was talking to him about how, um, weren't you an orphan? And then I took care of you. And he was telling Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi and after Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi used to advise his companions about this, he would compare him with people worse off than himself. And when you compare your life to other people on Instagram and you know YouTube and this, and they seem like they have an amazingly happy life, and then you look at your life, it makes it kind of grim. But you could equally flip the script and go on YouTube and go on all these other things and see horrific situations of men, women, and children all over the world. And believe me, our little issues that we have are trivial compared to a lot of the world's suffering. And, you know, for example, let's pretend like, let's look at some uh, first world problems. Like, like I go to Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts and the guy makes my coffee wrong. And then I'm like so annoyed and I'm agitated. And then like, maybe I'll tell my friends about it, whoever I talk on the phone next. Oh my gosh, who does this person think they are? I gave them this simple order and they screwed it all up. And you know, coffee's a really big deal to people. So I'm just picking coffee just for sake. Or you fasted all day and you can't wait to get that coffee 
coffee and then they make it wrong and you've been fantasizing about that coffee all day from wherever you get it from, right? And it's like, these are first world problems, guys. This is so ridiculous. Sometimes our problems are not as big as we think they are. Now, don't get me wrong. Some people have some real family issues. I'm not trying to minimalize them. I'm just saying, when you compare your issues to death and poverty and war and disease-stricken communities, a lot of our problems pale in comparison to these huge, like mostly third world problems out there. People are suffering, immense suffering. I was watching a video the other day where one brother, um, he was doing a newscast with some other guy and they were fighting about whether it was haram to not break your fast for people who are starving, who literally at the end of the day, when it's time to break their fast, they can't even break their fast. And it's not haram, by the way. The, the joke is that they were in a fight because one person was being extremely sen- insensitive to poverty. But, um, the thing is, there's people, when it's even time to break their fast, they don't even have anything, guys, even water. So the fact that we can even get these beautiful um, opportunities to even choose what we want to eat when we break our fast is an extreme blessing. Let's compare our life to people who are worse off than us. And in two, worse, and in two seconds, I like it's crazy how much better you feel. I sometimes, honestly, if I ever get sad, I go on YouTube and I just watch like these, these war-stricken countries and, I, and the mothers who have lost their children. And in two seconds, I embrace my children. I'm like, alhamdulillah, I have it really good and I feel so happy and then I start to make the offer those people and I just say yeah Allah forgive me if I had any negative thoughts I trust you so much because we all have that at some point you know more than others but you know this is the human nature it's what we do to control our emotions that show the difference between the iman of one person or another and you know we have to be able to bounce back quickly so um the thing is that's really important and the last um The last two things I will say is instead of complaining, let us do the opposite. Let's speak well of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every time we have this negative self-talk where we're just like, oh, why do I have to deal with this? And why do I have to deal with that? Instead, let's say, alhamdulillah, subhanallah, ya Allah, I don't know why you're making this happen in my life right now, but I trust you. And I know you're always good to me. Thank you so much. Thank you for this this um, place I live. Thank you for my clothes. Thank you for the food on the table. Thank you for my family. Thank you for us not being sick right now. Or if we are sick, thank you for us not being sicker. You know, there's so many things that we could say thank you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises us that when we are grateful, he only increases his generosity towards us. And lastly, and this is honestly the, the big one that helps a lot. It's it's a remedy that we all hear, but we don't adhere to too much. I'll be honest, but we really, really should consider it. And it's reading the Quran to wash our heart. Yeah, um, you know when in Ramadan, everybody kind of reads the Quran to finish it. It's some big competition, I'd hate to say it, um, where it's like, oh, I finished the Quran once by the end of Ramadan, or I finished it three times by the end of Ramadan or maybe you're trying to finish it but you can't finish it at all that's not the point of reading the point of reading is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking to us through the Quran he's giving us intense messages that should revitalize us and just um, be almost an argument for why we need to change and, and persuade us into being a better person and at the same time I want you to imagine like when you when you take the dishes dirty dishes and you take a rag and you're you're washing the dishes and at first they had spots all over them but by the end they're just so sparkly and shiny and beautiful and you can see your own reflection when we are reading Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains to us and Rasulullah explains to us that it is washing our heart. It is washing our heart. So if we have um you know sick heart or black heart or you know hearts rusted over, Allah forbid, it is washing it clean. And with the cleansing comes the negative 
emotions leaving us. And it is a beautiful remedy. And if in yourself you're saying, I don't have the energy to read Quran. I don't have the interest. I don't have the desire. This is not good. I'm being honest. We have to fight that. Sometimes the only way to break a habit is just initially start doing it. So let's reduce the friction. Let's make it easy for us to recite Quran. Put it right next to your bed. Put it in your schedule that you're going to do it. Clear your day. Find a nice beautiful spot in the house. But please try to read Quran because it will give you a soothing and a help that nothing else can. And um, it's like a beautiful medicine that has been given to us to give our hearts rest and peace. So that's just a couple of reminders for today. Just, you know, try to stay conscious of your emotions. Don't let them keep carrying on. Become aware of the fact that your um, our unhappiness is a lack of trust for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The fact that if we don't snap ourselves out of it, we, our hearts can get sicker and sicker and sicker and it can be really hard to undo the damage that we're doing every day. And then um, some suggestions then, so that was just about the awareness portion of it but then some suggestions were today to change your routine expose yourself to some more positive people compare yourself to people less uh you know in in a, in, a, in a worse situation than yourself and instead of complaining find things to be grateful about and lastly read the quran and make sure if we've avoided or we haven't spent enough time with it to make sure it is definitely a part of our day um thank you guys so much i really appreciate that you're listening i get so many beautiful messages from you all the time just like how much you're enjoying the podcast and how much it has helped and i just want to say it really really warms my heart because when i put this out i really put this out with the intention of helping so many women when you guys tell me how it has helped it really really makes me feel like this is all for a reason and i want to say also if you are alone please don't be alone you're more than welcome to join our facebook group and um also you can follow us on instagram we always have inspirational things i'll put my um, handles for both those below. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you. May he accept your ibadah and your worship. And may you have an amazing rest of your day. I'll check you back on Friday, inshallah ta'ala. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.